My podcast will be on Edgar Allan Poe's A Telltale Heart. This story is a first-person story told by an unnamed character. We will refer to this character as the narrator. The narrator lived with this old man who was also unnamed. We'll refer to that character as the old man. The old man had a pale blue eye, or like a vulture eye as described by the narrator. The eye had like a blue film of some kind over it, kind of similar to how people who are blind, how their eyes look, very faint and dull in color. And the narrator very avidly described this old man's eye as evil and haunting and dreadful. He said it haunts him in his dreams. Now, the narrator can be described as a person who suffers from severe nervousness. And not to deliberately diagnose him, but it's evident that he could suffer from some form of schizophrenia. Because he later in the story reveals that he has an over-acuteness of the senses, stating that he can hear things from heaven and hell. The narrator tries several times to desperately convince himself and the reader that he is sane and that nothing's wrong with him and that he's just perfectly fine in the head. And that everything he does, no matter how irrational it may seem to us as the reader, he always has a completely justifiable reason for it all the time. I think that aspect of him is especially important. To put the story very briefly, the narrator planned to kill the old man because of how bad the eye had affected him. Even though the narrator did express that he loved the old man and that the old man felt the same, the eye was just too dreadful for the narrator to continue to deal with in his life. So the narrator basically stalked the man for an entire week, or for seven days and seven nights as described in the story. And when the old man was awakened one night by the narrator, the narrator leaped into the room of the old man and smothered him with his own mattress. A neighbor heard the commotion coming from the house of the old man and the narrator and called the police over there. When the police arrived to the house, it shocked the narrator and he quickly came up with a plan to cut up the old man's body and plant it under the floorboards of the house. The narrator answered the door for the police trying to stay as nonchalant and calm as possible. You know, as you do after you murder somebody. But they tell him that they were called here by a neighbor for a noise complaint. The narrator offers the cops to come in and sit down as a way to ensure that they won't find the body or become suspicious of him. When the narrator goes to sit down with the cops, he places his chair directly above where he placed the old man's body under the floor. While talking to the police, the narrator does a good job of remaining calm and not seeming suspicious, at least in the beginning. But in the middle of talking with the cops, he hears a heartbeat. He's confused at first as to where this could be coming from, but he quickly identifies it as the heartbeat of the old man from under the floor. He tries to remain calm while hearing the beating, but the beating intensifies, and it's evident that the narrator is the only one who can hear it, not the cops. The narrator tries to keep calm as he hears the beating intensifies, but it's just too much for him. At this point, he's convinced that these events are happening in order for him to fess up, so he quickly confesses to the murder of the old man to the cops and lifts the floorboards to reveal the body to the police. Now, when I first read the story, I couldn't help but think that maybe this old man that he killed wasn't even real in the first place. When he kept reminding us and trying to prove that he was sane, I automatically, as I'm assuming most people did as well, I automatically jumped to the conclusion that he, in fact, wasn't sane. Because no sane person is constantly reminding others, especially not themselves, that they are sane, as he kept saying, and perfectly fine in the head. So when I thought that maybe the old man wasn't real, I thought that maybe the narrator is alone and he's isolated from society because of his frantic nervousness or his schizophrenia. 
or at least we should know that when people are isolated for a long time they begin to do things like talk to themselves or create whole worlds in their heads and other things like that and because we're humans we're social animals and we crave that social interaction and when we don't get that from other people the mind creates it on its own that's why i'm looking at the story through a lens of isolation could be disabling and being disabled could be isolating It's not always the disability itself that makes you isolated. It's the way that people in that society treat you because of your disability that isolates you. And being isolated or experiencing loneliness for an extended time can cause health and mental issues that can progress into a long-term disability, like schizophrenia in this case. And being disabled, especially physically, because that creates room for a feeling of dissociation from society, you know, not looking like everyone else, But being disabled can get in the way of social interaction that your body and mind needs, which will in turn extend the occurrence of isolation and loneliness that you might already have. That connects back to the body-mind thing that we discussed in class a couple weeks ago. How whatever happens to the body affects the mind and how whatever happens to the mind affects the body. This is a perfect example of that. So when looking at the story through a lens of isolation, you can realize that there's still people today who are isolated from society, or at least might feel that way for many reasons. Whether it be because of a physical or mental disability, or because of sexuality, or race, or gender, or any social identity really, these people become subject to subtle mental contusions almost, like hallucinations and talking to themselves and creating worlds or fantasies in their head or just somberly living with being dissociated from society, which could lead to other things like depression and suicide and things like that. I think this story just shows the extremity of what someone who is isolated from society can conjure up in their head and how it could severely affect them.